Welcome, everybody, and this is the post-Super Bowl edition of Clissa's Mic Drop. We hope you uh, enjoyed our uh, podcast during the season, all 17 weeks, and only 17 weeks for the Broncos. Then a uh, thrilling postseason, I thought, for the NFL, especially thanks to the Kansas City Chiefs here behind every game. They rallied to win every game. Patrick Mahomes, isn't he something? We'll talk about him a little bit later. But first, kind of the uh, local flavor of the uh, of the week, Steve Atwater going into the Hall of Fame. I'll tell you how it came down. Uh, it came down between Steve Atwater and John Lynch for one spot, one spot only, to go into the Hall of Fame. Troy Palomalo had spot number one. Okay, the offensive line, they took uh, Steve Hutchinson over Tony Baselli and Alan Fanica. Unfortunately for Baselli, uh, you know, the great tackle, left tackle for the Jacksonville Jaguars, also grew up in Boulder, played at uh, Fairview High School for Sam Pagano. Uh, the third spot well, went to a receiver, Isaac Bruce, handily uh uh, outpointing Reggie Wayne, who was a first ballot guy. And a lot of you might think Reggie Wayne was better, but I tell you what, Isaac Bruce is in the top five in so many categories. When he retired, still in the top ten and receiving in yards. He had to share the rock with Marshall Falk, Torrey Holt, and that greatest show on turf with Kurt Warner. Um, then you had uh, the fourth spot was between Richard Seymour and Edron James, kind of an at-large spot, and Edron James got uh, got it there. Uh, he had uh, been picking up some momentum, <clears throat> and then they wanted to kind of clean up the safety position. And it uh, with Palomalo in, they had a great debate. The voters did between Steve Atwater and uh, John Lynch, and I understand it got pretty heated in there. Uh, but the uh, the the tide uh, started to turn toward Atwater. He had a lot of momentum from last year as he jumped into the top 10. Uh, interesting about Steve Atwater to me, a late bloomer when it came to Hall of Fame candidate. You know, the first six years he was eligible. So he retired after 1999. He was first eligible for the Hall of Fame in 05. From 05 to 2010, so that six-year period, he didn't even make the 25 semifinalists cut down. So uh, uh, he did. He was an afterthought uh, for that cut down, and that's a long way to go as John Lynch and Carl Mecklenburg and Randy Gratishar, they made the top 25 every time, uh, but they uh, never got in the Hall of Fame. Atwater didn't even get to the top 25, and either is Rod Smith, by the way. They need to Correct that. And then all of a sudden, nine years ago, he started getting in the top 25 every single year. And then uh, finalist only three times, which isn't that long on the finalist list to uh, actually get elected. Uh, John Lynch, who he catapulted, has been a finalist seven times, still not in. Uh, Atwater gets in on only his third time as a finalist. I thought it was interesting how he went from basically getting zero consideration uh, to getting in. I thought uh, Atwater joining the Broncos web, getting on TV, getting on media in the stadium, I think that helped him. Uh, the visibility helps for guys that are otherwise forgotten. Uh, Randy Gratishar, how great he is. To many of the voters, they don't know how he played. So uh, 
Uh, and plus, Atwater's a really good guy. I'll know uh, Steve Atwater basically as a linebacker, huge safety, just a huge safety. And, uh, in fact, I thought he's he's 6'3", 220. I thought he was, you know, he looks bigger than that, doesn't he? He looks more like 6'5", 240. So, uh, and, and obviously the big hit, you know about the big hit on Christian Okoye. Uh, that was his iconic blast. The other thing I remember about Steve Atwater is I never knew how to differentiate between him and Dennis Smith. Dennis Smith retired in 94. Atwater didn't retire till 99, and he had those two Super Bowls, uh, two Super Bowl rings in 97 and 98. And that's what separated him from Dennis Smith a little bit. But for a long time, there was a big argument, uh, you know, whether Atwater was better than Smith or Smith was better than Atwater. Atwater, the humble guy that he is, would say that uh, Dennis Smith uh, is the better one. Uh, I think Smith, I, I, I did the top 50 Broncos all-time, 50 greatest players, and uh, Atwater said Smith was better. Dennis Smith, uh, he said kind of two different players because Smith uh, played a lot of nickel cornerback in his early years, and he could, guard, he could guard receivers better than Atwater could. They both could hit. Uh, the difference was, I think, uh, what Smith said, uh, the Broncos basically got th- blown out in Smith's three Super Bowl appearances in Atwater and his three appearances. They got blown out once, and then they won the 97 and 98 Super Bowls, and that's what put them over the top. Had a chance to talk with Steve Atwater uh, one-on-one after uh, he was elected to the Hall of Fame on Saturday in Miami, and I hope you uh, enjoy uh, the interview that we did have with Steve Atwater, very humble guy, uh, subdued, low key. Of course, he had already gotten excited after he heard the knock on the door from Dave Baker, the Pro Football Hall of Fame president, and uh, he had his wife and family in the room. Uh, Mac Freeman was in there, and uh, a lot of hugs, kisses, high fives going on at that time. And then by the time uh, you know he he did the uh, NFL Honors Show and the press conferences. Uh, he had uh, been much more relaxed and subdued, but still a very excited Steve Atwater. And I think you're going to enjoy the conversation we had with Steve in the hours after he was elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So uh, take a listen. Steve, it has been a long time when you consider you last played in 1999. You're a late bloomer. You didn't even make the semifinalist 25 for five or six years. 21 years after you played, did you think it would come? You know what? At few, quite a few times, I wondered if it would or if it wouldn't. And uh, man, I'm, I think I tell you though, regardless of how long the wait was, it's well worth it. I'm, I'm honored and, and, and grateful to be a part of this uh, amazing group and uh, like I said man I represent a lot of former Bronco players it's, yeah. it's not just about me man it's about my teammates about my coaches about all the people that I work with uh, you know I'm, I'm, I'm representing all everyone I heard I gave you a scare you were waiting for the knock and oh man <laughs> yeah it was about 312 and uh, I, I, I see the I see the phone ringing I hear the phone ringing and I looked looked at it and I saw your name on it <laughs> And I had to decline it. Okay. Oh, because yeah. I, I noticed that yet. Yeah. And okay. uh, but I was happy it was you, and it was yeah. wasn't David Baker. So, yeah. uh, and fortunately, about 
you know, 20 minutes later, uh, David Baker came with the firm knock, and uh, I, I still I can't believe it happened, and yeah. uh, it's, it's truly an honor. So, sometimes when you uh, want to be first, you got to be a little early. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go, there you go. Yeah, I understand that, Mike. So anyway, the uh, Steve, let's talk about uh, just your iconic moment as a football player. Did you wonder if the Christian Okoye hit was was you know overtaking the rest of your overshadowing the rest of your career? You know what, possibly that, and also uh, you know, I only had 24 interceptions. A lot of guys, uh, especially at the safety position, some guys have 60 interceptions, 50, 40. I didn't have a ton of interceptions. I actually dropped a lot of interceptions that I, that I should have caught too. Uh, but I was hoping that you know that, that wouldn't that wouldn't hold me back. Uh, and uh, so yeah, it, it was. I was patient and didn't get too worried about it. So I'm, like I said, I'm happy to be here. You know, we knew it would come down to Palomalo getting in. It would be coming down to you and Lynch. I know you hated that it came down to you and John Lynch. He'll get in next year when they have the Hall of Fame in Tampa Bay. That'd be only right too, right? Yeah, and like I said, I think any of the 15 guys were, who were finalists could have been selected, and mm -hmm. the voters, they, they could easily explain that and justify it. Uh, so I'm, I'm just happy that I was, was one of the five, and you know, I have a ton of respect for John and Troy and Leroy Butler, uh, and I'm hoping that you know those guys will get in at some point here in the near future, hopefully next year. Because um, they, they were amazing players as well. I love watching them play. I love to watch those guys fly around and, you know, make big plays, jumping over the line of scrimmage like Troy Palomalu, uh, making great interceptions and that. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for them, and I know that their time is going to come as well. Yeah, just last one, you're kind of a low-key guy, and you're not – you don't seem like you're overly excited. Uh, no, I'm, I'm overly excited it, yeah. it, it's, uh, inside. Yeah. I don't okay. – I don't, I'm not a – you know, I'm not a super uh, expressive guy in terms of like, yeah, jumping up, you know, running through glass or anything. <laughs> I'm pretty fired up right now. Got you. All right, Steve. Congratulations. Welcome back to Calissa's Mic Drop, the post Super Bowl edition. Here, we're going to do the podcast. The the uh, Calissa's Mic Drop podcast periodically during the offseason. Uh, the Broncos will start up uh, in mid-April. Uh, I have the date somewhere. I think it's like a April 11th that they, they might start up uh, off-season workouts. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of roster they have then. Uh, obviously, they won't have their rookie class. The draft will come later, a couple of weeks later. Uh, but free agency will be... Uh, for all intents and purposes, done by then. Broncos with over $60 million. Um, and we're going to talk about that on the other side um, here. But first, we're going to talk about this, uh, the Super Bowl. Hope you enjoyed that uh, interview, by the way, uh, with Steve, Al Steve Atwater, the Broncos' newest and eighth Hall of Famer. He was elected on Saturday. He will be inducted into uh, the Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, uh, come August, uh, the Super Bowl. Uh, basically, reviewing the Super Bowl, uh, I thought again, and my my prediction was the 49ers would win because they had a better overall team. Uh, even though we all knew uh, that uh, the Chiefs had uh, my, the Michael Jordan of football in Patrick Mahomes, um, but it, in the end, uh, the player won, the quarterback won. Mahomes didn't have his best game. 
but he was the best in the final uh, eight and a half minutes of that game, and he wound up pulling it out for the Kansas City Chiefs. But uh, four topics of the Super Bowl. One, what was Kyle Shanahan thinking? Let me get this straight. I still think the Broncos should have hired Kyle Shanahan in 2017. Uh, that would have worked out uh, quite well for the Broncos. I, I, he's he's an excellent coach. I was surprised by not taking a timeout when he had a chance to get the ball back with a minute 48. Uh, instead, it was like a minute 12 that he got the ball by not taking the timeout. He simply didn't show confidence in his quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, who threw a pick in the first half. And, uh, you know, in the in the second half and at the end of the game, when he needed uh, when he needed to trust – Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Garoppolo wasn't there for him. I think, uh, if nothing else, it's the message. You don't send the message that you don't believe in your quarterback. That's why you call the timeout, even if strategically it's not what you want to do. Strategi- I, but in my case, strategically, you got to go for it. You're in the Super Bowl. Uh, you got to go for points against Patrick Mahomes. It was tied up 10-10. You don't play for a 10-10 halftime lead when you got the ball back and Patrick Mahomes is on the other side. That was that was his most critical mistake. And then, yes, I thought after the 49th, uh, the second Mahomes interception, uh, which uh, went off the receiver's hands, and uh, the 49ers got the ball back uh, at their own 20. They're up 20 to 10. There's 11.30 left to go in the fourth quarter. At that point, I thought they were just going to ram it down the Chiefs' throats. But uh, Kyle Shanahan uh, started passing the ball on second down, and second down passes weren't working. And then third down, they uh, they didn't convert to third downs, and that played right in the hands of the Chiefs getting the ball back. So uh, three big errors by uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan. Uh, one, uh, at the end of the half, Two, when they had to lead 20 to 10 and they got the interception and they got the ball back. And then three, when it was 20 to 17 um, and they uh, uh, got the ball after a, a Chiefs touchdown, they still had a chance to kill the last five and a half minutes of the game. And his play calling uh, didn't do it. Uh, looking forward, uh, Patrick Mahomes, by the way, I mean, he is. Uh, he is something else. I, I, the, he is the Michael Jordan. I've said this. There is good, there is great, and there is Michael Jordan great. Tom Brady is great, but Patrick Mahomes is uh, is Michael Jordan great right now. I mean, he's on a he's on another plane there as far as how good and, and how good he is uh, as an athlete, as a quarterback. Um, he's uh, he's going to be very difficult for the Broncos to handle going forward. The Chiefs have already won four AFC West titles in a row. Uh, Two of them were with Alex Smith. Um, Patrick Mahomes has won the last two with the Chiefs against uh, the Broncos and the rest of the AFC West. And if Patrick Mahomes stays healthy, I'm sure they're going to win. They're going to be favored to win every year for the next 10, 12, 15 years. We'll see how long Mahomes can hang in there. The one thing I'll say about Mahomes, his playing style, I think uh, he will be a little more vulnerable than most quarterbacks of getting hurt. And, of course, all quarterbacks uh, uh, get hurt here and there. Uh, The 49ers, I think they're going to have a hangover. Uh, Garoppolo just isn't good enough. I think their team saw that. I think Kyle Shanahan saw that. Um, 
And so it'll be interesting to see how the 49ers play. I think they're going to take a, a step back in 2020. I know they're young, but um, they don't have the quarterback, I don't think, to win it all. It's like Jared Goff with the Rams. It's like Matt Ryan uh, with the Falcons. Good quarterbacks, not good enough to win a Super Bowl. Um, even Cam Newton in 2015 with the uh, Carolina Panthers. Uh, the Broncos, it's all up to Drew Locke. I, I, I don't think Locke – you can't ask Locke to be better or as good as Patrick Mahomes. He's just not going to be there. But we've seen enough of Drew, Drew Locke, I think, and it's only a five-game sample size, but I think we've seen enough of Drew Locke to where I think he can be better than Jimmy Garoppolo. And if he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo, then I do think – uh, the Broncos have a chance to knock off the Chiefs uh, one out of three games. And, <laughs> you know, sometimes uh, if, if Mahomes is there, the, the Chiefs can sweep. But if the Broncos can split every now and then, they can, uh, they, can win a, uh, they can win an AFC West title every two or three years. I think that's a realistic goal for the Broncos going forward. There's also the Raiders uh, and the Chargers, who have better overall rosters right now. Um, but the key for the Broncos, build a team like the 49ers, and Locke has to be better than Jimmy Garoppolo. So let's take a look at the uh, the Broncos' offseason then. Um, jump ahead here. Of course, the big moves so far have been uh, the the coaching changes, and on the, especially on the offensive side. The Broncos going into last year, I said it right away, the biggest question mark was Rich Gangarello because he really took a leap. He did not have the typical resume of those who become offensive coordinators and play callers. He had never done it before. He had only been a quarterback coach uh, two years before, and that's a quarterback coach under Kyle Shanahan, so a strong head coach who also handles the offense, who also handles the quarterbacks. So he's, you know, he's, he's a quarterback coach in title, title only. I just didn't think he was quite qualified uh, I think the Broncos hoped uh, he was something special. They didn't like the way he called plays. He did get locked, give uh, Scangarello and T.C. McCartney, who also made a leap up to quarterbacks coach for the Broncos. First time he had done that. A lot of inexperience there. Give them, give those two guys, McCartney and Scangarello, credit for getting Drew Locke ready to play as well as he did in those final five weeks after he was on injured reserve for 12 weeks. Really, in a rookie, it really was remarkable how they got him ready. But Elway didn't like uh, the way Scangarello called the game. Um, there were moments, there were flashes, but uh, he didn't think he overall, and, and he looked good on the script. You know, the script worked by and large for the Broncos, but he didn't have a feel for the game, for in-game adjustments, and that's why Scangarello uh, was let go. And if Scangarello was let go, his quarterback partner was uh, going to be let go too. The Broncos hire Pat Shermer, who has all kinds of coaching experience, 21 years in the NFL, 11 as either an offensive coordinator or head coach, which means 11 seasons as a play caller. And he's backed up by Mike Shula, a quarterback coach, an overqualified quarterback coach. I think he has 21 years of quarterback coaching or offensive coordinator experience. So uh, the Broncos went from uh, a question mark uh, because of inexperience at offensive coordinator and quarterback to having uh, some of the, the greatest experience 
uh, in a, the NFL at those two positions. And then another position where they didn't have much experience was uh, at outside linebacker, where Brandon Staley had only two years with the Bears as a linebacker coach. And uh, the third year, uh, quite frankly, it wasn't the best year for Vaughn Miller or Bradley Chubb. Uh, uh, you know, both of them were off to slow starts before Chubb got hurt. And then Miller never really did get it going. He had eight sacks, which is his second worst uh, output of his nine-year career. So let's see what John Pagano, who has uh, nearly 25 years of NFL coaching experience, can do with Miller and Chubb going forward. Uh, so the big uh, big adjustment in uh, coaching experience, the Broncos, now when you consider you know, Vic Fangio is going to be 62 in August and all his experience – Ed Donatel, Mike uh, Munchak, uh, these are all uh, – Donatel's over 60 years old. Uh, Pat Shermer, I think, is uh, 55. Uh, uh, Shula's right there at about 55. So this is an older, very, you know, very experienced group of coaches. Might be the most experienced and oldest uh, coaching staff in the NFL. Got a chance to talk to John Elway about that. And uh, we're going to leave you uh, – we're not going to leave you with this. I'll come back uh, on the other side to say goodbye. But uh, during the NFL Honor Show on Saturday, I was down in Miami uh, for the Steve Atwater uh, Hall of Fame election, uh, anticipating that either he or John Lynch would go in and uh, had a chance to talk to Elway. He was down there uh, as uh, one of the top 100 players in NFL history to celebrate the uh, centennial season uh, in the National Football League. Elway, one of the eight top uh, quarterbacks of all time, and rightly so. So I had a chance to talk with him about his coaching staff and uh, also about his wife who likes to uh, bring out her cell phone and document John's uh, vacation in Cabo Cabo San Lucas. Uh, last week, he took a scooter ride uh, through to avoid the snarling uh, congestion traffic in downtown Miami. So uh, talked to Elway first about his coaching staff and then his wife, Paige, about uh, always documenting John uh, off the field. And uh, I think you'll enjoy this uh, interview. And uh, we'll come back to wrap up Cliss's mic drop right after this interview with John Elway and his wife, Paige. KUSA has just reported that Steve Atwater has I heard that. I heard that. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Last night and this morning with him, and I couldn't happen to a better guy. And great representative of the Broncos, great football player, so I couldn't be more thrilled for Steve. It's, it's really it's a great moment for the Broncos. What do you think about him as a safety? I mean, he, you played with him. You know, I play, I'm glad I didn't have to play against him. I was yeah. glad I got to play with him. But he changed that position. It was big and physical and move around. He's a linebacker playing safety and had great range. And... You know, was also a great leader and, you know, led a great defense at that time. So so I'm thrilled for Steve. It's really it's a great moment. You, you've got got to be, I'm going to have to add this up, the most experienced uh, coaching staff in the NFL. <laughs> John Pagano, uh, yeah. Shermer. Oh, we do, yeah. You had some inexperience this year on offense, not anymore. Not anymore, and I think that, uh, you know, on the offensive side that uh, we're, you know, excited with Mike Shula coming in as quarterback coach and, you know, Pat being the offensive coordinator. And then, like you said, like John, I 
was playing golf with him a couple of years ago. I said, when are you going to be a Bronco? So we finally got him back to Denver. But, uh, you know, I, I think Vic's done a tremendous job. We've got a great experience on that uh, on the staff now with, a, you know, with a lot of knowledge. And so I, I'm, exa- I'm thrilled with where we are right now. And I want to bring Paige. Paige? Yes. Wiener Mama. That's me. Yes. <laughs> Tell us, tell, tell us about the scooter ride. The ween- oh, oh, he's, uh, I know, he just showed me that. He's like, we need scooters. Like, this is the only way to get around this town. We got on a boat, it's a long walk over, so I said, I want one of those scooters. And of course, the little kid comes out on him, so he had a lot of fun. You, for all you post on him. <laughs> That's what I told him, I said, you gotta he watch He told me to stop posting, I said, okay, well. Everybody I knows everything yeah. I do, because she posted. But I figured right. everyone knows that he's here anyway right now, so. Yeah, you could do a documentary. Do you have a? You, you're pretty good with that cell phone, by the way. You think so? Yeah. He says I never put it down. So <laughs> she's only good with it when I. She's only bad with it when I have to call. When I call her and I need her to answer, that's the only time she never answers. This is true. He's texting me, answer your phone. Like, well, it was turned off. I don't know what you want me to do. All right, all right, guys. Thanks. All right, I hope you enjoyed that uh, little conversation I had there with John Elway and his and his wife Paige. Uh, Wiener Mama is her uh, Instagram name, by the way. She likes the uh, the little dogs, those wiener dogs. Uh, she has uh, uh, her and John have two or three of them, uh, and have had many of them uh, in their lifetime. So, uh, Wiener Mama is the uh, Instagram account that you need to follow. If you want to uh, keep track of John Elway off the field, uh, as documented by his wife, Paige. So anyway, thank you very much for listening to our post-Super Bowl edition of Clissa's Mic Drop. Thanks to Steve Atwater and the conversation we had with him. John Elway, his wife, Paige, the conversation we had with him. I hope you enjoyed this uh, kind of the recap of Super Bowl 54. What were you thinking, Kyle Shanahan, and how great? is Patrick Mahomes, how much of a dynasty. Uh, They are set up for a dynasty as long as uh, uh, Andy Reid is head coach and Patrick Mahomes uh, uh, as quarterback. Everyone uh, stays healthy and keeps going forward there. Um, The the Chiefs are going to be tough to beat. See what the Broncos can do with Drew Locke and all that money they have to spend in the offseason. Thanks for listening. We'll do this again next time.